Welcome to the Banned Library Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about books that have been banned or censored or otherwise removed from all kinds of places. Today we're talking about Rainbow Boys by Alex Sanchez. The coming of age... I don't even know how you describe this book. Three boys getting together to... I don't know... Talk about their sexuality, um, show us what it's like, give us a character study. Well, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet, so maybe it's all three. Maybe it's just a super dramatic relationship book that we're supposed to, you know, really root for one of these couples. I don't know. It was, of course, created by Alex Sanchez, an excellent writer. The book is actually very well written at times. Um, when it's not being over melodramatic or with the best phrase I have is high school-y. But in a good way. You know, it's all those fun nitpicky bullshit that you're, goes through your head when you're that age. Sanchez writes, Mr. Sanchez, sorry, writes these characters very well. You believe these people because we all had these sort of horrible, stupid thoughts when we were young. If you remember those, hell, when we were young, no offense, that stuff never ends. Because maybe you get different ones if, you know, you end up finding that one person you want to spend the rest of your life with. And then there's just dozens and dozens of years of same old arguments coming back around. Maybe it is different. I don't know. Now I got to pretend to. So let's talk about Mr. Sanchez himself. He was born in 1957 in Mexico City. Parents were of German and Cuban descent. In 1962, they immigrated to the United States, and he went to the Massachusetts Fine Arts Work Center. In 2001, Simon & Schuster published Rainbow Boys, the first in a trilogy. Even though my copy said the first edition was in 2003, so somebody's wrong in their information. Who knows? But yes, there are two more books in this series, and I didn't see any reading that they were banned, but like we all have done for other series, maybe we'll go into those as well. Now this movie has been, or this book has been made into a movie, unfortunately. It was in the Thai language. So there's not an English version of this. I say unfortunately, but hey, maybe it's great. Maybe it adapts this sort of melodramatic ideas of, you know, conformity and coming out, being yourself, all those nice little high school lessons that we all learn. Maybe it did them very well. I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to. It was praised when it came out for its positive gay characters, but there were some problems with it promoting heterosexual, heteronormative relationships, you know, guy and girl, that kind of thing, that that's the normal and what our boys are going through is abnormal. There's thought to be had on that. Again, I didn't finish the book, so I can't really comment on how it deals with heteronormative relationships. Maybe it gets a little funky near the back half. I don't know. Mr. Sanchez is currently working on a graphic novel for DC Comics, so he's doing okay. Don't worry about him. He's doing fine. And he's also credited in the American Heritage Dictionary. 
which it's got to be a high esteem. Be making up words, crediting for majorly in 2016. Why not? English is an evolving, bastardized language. Why not have words like majorly? Fucking adverbs. So why are we talking about this book? Well, number one, it was on my main list. Number 48 on the top 100 banned and challenged books of 2000 to 2009. 2004, in Texas, along with 15 other books with gay-positive themes, it was challenged in the Montgomery County Memorial Library System by Library Patrons of Texas. Now, what's kind of interesting about this, you know, Library Patrons of Texas is that they seem to be stealing a whole lot of language from Parents Against Bad Books in schools, an outfit based in Fairfax County, Virginia, which either means that they're guilty of plagiarism, which, please, oh, please let that be the case, or they're guilty of just being insensitive assholes who don't want their books in their schools teaching about them bad things like the sex and the gays. People are assholes. Now they are unified assholes, which is even more terrifying than I can imagine. 2005 in Arkansas, along with 50 other books on this list, it was challenged at the Fayetteville High School Library, citing this book were too sexually explicit and that it promoted homosexuality. I always thought that was fascinating. Oh no, we're here. Has anybody ever offered like a timeshare? in gay studies, promoting homosexuality, please come in. If you listen to this, you know, 20 minute promotion, you'll, we'll give you a gift card. Maybe we'll give you an option on a timeshare. If you sit in with our 30 minute gay for play, I don't know. It just seems promoting homosexuality or, you know, a good and okay lifestyle for your child to engage in comfortably and happily of this stigmata that makes them go off and do dangerous fucking things because, ooh, it's not right to live in the world like that. People are stupid. 2006, in New York State, after receiving complaints from parents about explicit sexual content, once again, the book was removed from the Webster Central School District from their high school summer reading list. But a year later, they were looking over how they picked books for that, and everybody was like, yeah, it seemed a dick move and put it back on the list. So there was at least one good bright spot at the end of there. Thank you, New York State, for being better than Arkansas and Texas. Or at least a couple of little counties. Their chili's better, I guess, in Texas. Who knows? Pretty sure. There was a whole commercial about it. New York City. Although I think theirs was supposed to be good in that commercial. So don't listen to everything you read on television, I guess. So let's get into the plot of this book. Now this book is going to center around Jason, sort of a jockey, you know, all around bro, got himself a good girlfriend, having weird thoughts. Then you've got Kyle, who's sort of your nerdy, every kid, he's gay, he's sort of out to his friends, but nobody else. You know, he's getting comfortable living who he is, somewhat athletic, but not like over it's one of those kids we call the floaters friends with just about everybody everybody seems to think kyle's cool and then when we have nelson who's your more flamboyant out gay character 
and I almost, if I didn't actually have known people like this, not just in high school, but just throughout my life that are just, you know, out there trying to, I don't know, get attention or whatever their drive is. I mean, hell, you don't become a movie star because you, know, you don't want attention. It's not a bad thing to seek attention. It's just interesting the way he goes about some things. But yeah, you've, you've known this guy, this Jack on Will and Grace. This is, you know, every other flamboyant, happy, forward type person. A little aggressive at times. Everybody's got their own agendas, though. Don't discount him for the way he lives his life. He's not hurting anybody as far as we can tell. I don't know. Sometimes this character can be a little grating and annoying if they aren't being funny. And there's times in this book where Nelson is not very funny. It's kind of creepy, honestly, sometimes. But we'll get to that. So let's dive into this book, shall we? We start off with Jason. Again, he's our, you know, normal, everyday character, jock, going about his life, maybe going to make a turn in his life throughout this entire book. We shall see, but right now he's going to the Rainbow Youth Hotline. It's an after-school meeting of gay youth. And he's been calling them and hanging up for months. Because, well, Jason's been having thoughts. Been dreaming of naked dudes. Especially when he's, you know, touching him in his downstairs place. He just seems, he can't seem to shake this problem. Even though he's got a girlfriend. Even though, you know, he's on the football team. He's a normal, average, everyday guy. But he can't seem to get everything right. And he thinks a lot in these gay, gay slurs. I'm not going to say most of them, but, you know, the usual, the homos, the things like that. Like he already makes gay people an other, even though he knows instinctually in some way that what he's doing is okay, or at least that he wants to seek out others that are having the same types of thoughts. Don't we all have that? I mean, sure, we went to the guitar shop because we were cool and like guitars, we want to maybe learn how to play. But we also go to the guitar shop because the guy behind the thing at the guitar center, at the counter, actually knows some decent music. So we want to talk to somebody. We go to the comic book shop because we all like comics. We want to talk to the guy behind the counter because that's what he does for his life. So you go to a gay meeting because some way down deep you want to talk about being what you are. And his girlfriend, they've had sex, like I said. And he gave her his ring. And even the first time they had sex, he was sort of thinking against it. Like, oh, well, what happens if we get pregnant or whatever? And she's the one that busted out the condom. Like, she's actually very forward-thinking for a female character in these kind of books. You know, sometimes the girlfriend is kind of prudish or off. Deborah is not, and we will meet her later. Like I said... At 18 years old, though, he is dreaming of naked men. And he's getting to this meeting to talk to people about it. And it's so hot in this room. And oh shit. He meets two people that he did not expect to be there. This is a downtown meeting. Why are these other suburb kids, Nelson and Kyle, totally there? And he helps him grab some chairs. And Kyle knocked a bunch of them over. And Nelson's sitting there with a smirk on his face, we assume. I don't know. That's... I almost want to put a constant smirk on Nelson's face no matter what. Something about this kid bugs the shit out of me. But yeah, he's totally out gay, flamboyant, everybody's happy. 
Kyle, not so much. That's why Jason was so surprised to see him there. And we all get down and we start to get into the meeting itself. That's where we're going to stop for today. Thank you for listening. Stay in. Read a book. Music, Dances and Dames by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.